Welcome to Tranos and the Lived Experience, a podcast confronting current events, politics, comedy, and calamity, all from the perspective of a trans titaness. She's a verbal black belt, skilled in the art of roasting, the hellmouth, doomsayer, CEO of the Amazon position. Here's your host, Cameron M. Terrell. Welcome to Tranos and the Lived Experience. I'm your host, Cam Rayin Elin Maharat Jarrell, a.k.a. Tranos. Say it with your whole chest or I'll crash your all-white trans party. This is Tranos and the Lived Experience, the show that said, I told y'all, yo, it's always some shit, yo. But before we get into what we're really going to be speaking about today, today's episode is brought to you by the Meeting of Music and Marijuana. Today's musical selection is brought to you by Dillinger Escape Plan, and the song is entitled, One of Us is the Killer. Today's strain is brought to you (laughs) by the information given by Leafly. I just bought a bunch of this and wanted to do a little bit of research on it. Today's strain is called Planet of the Grapes. Planet of the Grapes is a THC percentage of 30%. Planet of the Grapes is a hybrid wheat strain made from a genetic cross between Grape Diamonds and Chem D95. Planet of the Grapes can test as high as 30% THC, making this strain an ideal choice for experienced cannabis consumers or medical patients. Customers tell us that Planet of the Grapes leaves them relaxed, euphoric, and hungry. Medical marijuana users, patients... Often choose Planet of the Grapes when dealing with this symptom, with symptoms associated with anxiety, pain, and depression. It was bred by Ethos Genetics. Planet of the Grapes features flavors like grape, duh, chemical, and chestnut. The dominant terpenes in this strain is mycerine. The average price of a Planet Grapes typical range from 45 and eighth to 85 and eighth. If you smoked, dabbed, or consumed Planet of the Grapes, tell us about your experience by leaving the strain review in my bio. Um... So today, uh, I'm touching on a subject that I've touched on before, but I'm going to touch on it in way more detail than I've ever spoken about it before. Something happened over this weekend that I witnessed, and it left me uh, so immediately crushed and upset that I felt I had to speak about it today. Um, So I I used to be a follower of a creator on TikTok called... called Whetstone Heart. And she does like trans content, but I realized something by watching her content. She never commented on the things that were happening to people in other groups, like other minorities. She never really spoke out about interactions that could possibly be happening for trans people of color. And this weekend, she had a party. She went to a party. Um, This was a Halloween party. Uh, It was an all trans girl Halloween party. And I couldn't help but notice from watching the video that she posted that every trans girl that was there was white. Every last one of them. Like, like there wasn't a single minority in the picture. I could be wrong. There could have been one there, but one as compared to like 25 white women just walking around. Um, and uh, these, these people pivot and they say that they're like anti anti-racism, right? A lot of them say that. But when you look at their everyday lives, it never matches what they're saying. I've said it in other episodes before. um, When you have white allies, and that includes white LGBTQ people, 
when you have white allies who are all lip service, you can see it in the way they live their lives that they're not living what they say. Their friends lists don't look like what they're talking about. Their get togethers don't look like what they're talking about. The way they memorialize us doesn't look like what they're talking about. Like I was, I had a question in my mind and I asked TikTok and I, I got a lot of white, um, white cis men for some reason, all, all of a sudden jumping to the defense of white trans women. Cause as I said before, no matter what minority white people intersect with, they're always white first. White people are always going to protect white people. Uh, I got a lot of hate comments um, in my comment box. You won't find them now because I blocked y'all. I don't really deal with that bullshit from y'all because I know how TikTok is. If I blast you and roast you like everyone knows that I can, I get blocked. Nothing happens to you. You're just allowed to roam the space and, and, and be trolling, racist, homophobic, uh, transphobes, and xenophobes. Like Y'all get to just walk around and threaten everyone. But back to white trans women. Um, I've been dealing with this since the beginning of my transition. Um, and I spoke about it, about how white trans women um, usurp spaces during Trans Day of Remembrance and days where we're memorialized. I said it before, they don't see us until it benefits them. While centering themselves in the argument regarding trans oppression, they have to be at the center, even though um, generally they come to the game with privileges. Now, I'm not saying that all white trans women are rich or some shit like that before you even go to that point. I'm saying that your transition was never met by the wall of what what culture you are. It was ne It never ran into that wall. It, you've never, like, during your transition, you only had to deal with so many other intersectionalities happening at once, like, and none of them had to do with your color. None of them had to do with your culture. None of them had to do with historical racism or any of those things. You're often in positions where you had privileges set up for you already, educational, class access, social access. You had those things set up for you already. So then when you get into a situation where you're in a room full of white trans women and you're a trans woman of color, they can't help. They can't help but tell you that you're different. They can't help but make the, the, the environment uncomfortable for you because they built these events and these and these environments and these spaces that they have to exclude you. People are like, oh, you might be jumping off. Uh, you might be jumping off. You might be biting off too much. You might be like, you might be seeing something that's not there. No, I'm definitely seeing something that's not there. Black people, trans women of any other color besides white, how joyful they are. And, 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 and no, one's, uh, no one's actually stepping back and going, wait a minute. Like, why are we in a room full of white people? Why are we experiencing this trans joy in a room full of the same demographic? How come it's not widespread? How come none of us thought to invite someone else? But in November, those very same girls will all have something to say about the deaths of trans women of color. Most of them will be leading spaces regarding it, and it will look the same way that this party does. And as much as you want to try to like call me a liar to my fucking face, which I'm really sick of, uh, how prove that I'm lying. The general consensus is that white women don't particularly care about women of color. We all know this, right? And that remains to be true when you add in the intersectionality of transgender. 
when you put transgender into context, white trans women don't care about trans women of color as people. And in life, they look past them more often than not. They are usually privileged above us, not just in the terms of race, but also in terms of class, the types of work available to us in terms of social access to spaces. And instead of acknowledging this privilege and working with us to a positive end uh, for all trans women, they look down on us. They, they exclude us. They have these spaces where they don't want us in. But then when we build spaces for ourselves, which we always have to do, when we have to carve out spaces of our own, there's always this question of why we're separating ourselves from them. They need access to us, but they don't want us accessing them. Everything about this culture, everything about trans culture, everything about the LGBTQ is wrapped up in being a, a minority. It's wrapped up in culture. White people lack culture and they'll usurp and steal and borrow from us, but they don't want us there when they're doing it. It's nice that you had your all trans white girl party, but take the girl out, the trans girl out. And it was just a white party. Super exclusive. Everybody's laughing and giggling. You guys are having fun amongst yourselves, which like, I'm not knocking you for having fun. I'm just questioning. Like, nobody stopped and was like, hey, everyone here is white. Every time I go out with my friends and I videotape it, it's just white people. What's going on there? Nobody's breaking that part, like, breaking that down. Nobody's asking themselves, like, nobody's trying to deconstruct that. Like, why am I always in spaces where there's only people who look like me? Is this something that's inert? Is this something that I was taught? Is this a comfort thing? Why is it that I'm always in these spaces that can be categorized as exclusively white? I made comments about this kind of stuff happening when I first came out um, because of Trans Day Remembrance. Trans Day Remembrance was my first like real time going out um, this was 10 years ago. This was my first time really going out to memorialize my sisters, to memorialize my brothers, knowing that a majority of the murders that happen to trans people yearly, the, the majority of them are minorities. Latinx, um, Black, Indigenous. Not saying that there aren't white people being murdered white trans people being murdered but the over the over reaching like majority is minorities and i walked into a space it was run by um this place here called trillium uh shout out to trillium for providing uh white trans people spaces to exclude us even in our deaths um, and I walked in and historically there was a number of white trans women who were already seen as problematic in that era. And I knew who all of them were because we had all had interactions where I had to like either be like, um, I'm cutting ties with you or I'm calling you out for this thing that you did because nobody else seems to be willing to do it. And come to find out, I walk into the space for Trans Day Remembrance and Trans Day Remembrance was being led by them. These privileged white trans women who literally like had CEO jobs and HR generalist jobs and like uh, they had secure futures. They had educational backgrounds. They had all of this stuff and they wanted to center themselves 
during Trans Day of Remembrance. Because they have to be centered in the oppression, even though statistically it's not happening to them. They're not being pushed out of their work. They're not their their lifestyle didn't really have to change that much. They did they lose some family members? Possibly. But they didn't lose their jobs. They didn't lose their security. They didn't lose their materials or homes. They didn't have to like a resort to sex work, which is what 90% of the time puts trans people in danger. They didn't have to resort to homelessness. They didn't become reliant upon the system. But here they are with their Dollar Tree uh, candles and, and their Kinko cutouts and, and, and printouts, like centering themselves during the conversation regarding the memorial uh, memorializing of trans dead trans women of color, dead trans men of color. Every speaker was white. Every comment was white. The where the way it was planned was all by white people. The way that it, the place there was was chosen by white people. The speakers that were allowed to speak or stand up and speak a, a little bit about people that they might have known was was all chosen by white people. It, it's exclusionary at its core. Like like I said before, white LGBTQ people are not exempt from exclusion and racism. They kind of all do it unless you're actively working on not doing it. Uh, it's just it's it's in you. It's in you like we all see it. We all know that this is happening. And for some reason, you get to walk around a little bit ignorant of it. But what Stoneheart, I'm, I've called you out and I haven't heard a single word. We haven't had a discussion regarding it at all. And I find that telling. I followed your content, tried to start conversations with you, asked you about certain things regarding like your, your activism and those things. And you never responded to me. You responded to all your, your white fans, your white followers on trivial things like uh, the, the, the time you have to like build weapons or like the time you have to like be a traveling electrolysis. Uh, but when, when asked about like, Hey, what's up with this party? No question. No answers. When asked, oh, yeah, like I'm following you and I'm trying to get to a thousand followers so I can do lives too, like you. No support. So am I doing this because I'm mad that you won't interact with me or am I doing this because I have an honest question about like. What was going through your mind when you decided to post a video that you could have hashtagged as trans joy, but now that someone's telling you that it looked exclusively white and that it's not the first time that your videos have looked that way, what was going through your mind when you decided that you were going to either have this party or frequent this party and you walked in and realized that it was all white people? Did you even think of us? Did any of your friends think of us? Because I know half of you will have something to say during Trans Day of Remembrance. And when you do, I'm going to call your ass out. I'm going to jump to the defense of my brothers and sisters because I'm tired of y'all being centered. Y'all are centered in social media. Y'all are centered in our activism. Y'all are censored in this movement. And you're detrimental to us most of the time. You don't want to dismantle racism, but you want us all to fight to safeguard transphobia against transphobia. 
You don't want to recognize exclusionary tactics, but you recognize it when it's happening to trans women, specifically trans white women. The only time any of you have anything to say about trans women of color is when we're dead. Or when we're being violated. And, and, and then it's to what end? For clout? To make you seem compassionate? Someone's like, it's just a party. No, it's more than that. It's a practice and exclusion. This thing that y'all do all the time. I'm going to get called out for all kinds of shit, but I've always been saying this. This ain't the first time I said this shit. It's just the first time I said it to you. Trans white women, trans white men, trans non-binary people who are white, if you are not actively confronting racism within yourself and, and questioning your biases, you are a racist. You are an exclusionary, self-centered racist. How can you not see the correlation between racism and transphobia? One begat the other. They're both weapons used to other other people. And for you to fight so vigorously and so fervently against transphobia and not recognize the racism and bias and exclusionary nature that you have is just fucking weird. I spent a lot of my weekend kind of like trying to figure out how I was going to say these things and wanting to be nice. Fuck that. I said what I said. I found it to be hurtful. I found it to be tone deaf. I know a lot of white creators are going to jump to your defense, but who? what's new about that? What's new about that? <sighs> White trans women who wish to be anti-racist shouldn't just come together once a year to remember that we die. You should be actively trying to disintegrate white trans spaces, to integrate those spaces, to interlock with us. You want us fighting at the front forefront of all these wars, which is what we do. You want us doing this for you so you can benefit. And we're saying after eons, no. You either see us as people, treat us as equals, call us in, or fuck off. Continue to have your white-only trans women parties. Continue to have your white-only events. But you don't get it both ways. You don't get to like, oh, my trans sisters, we're in danger, we need help. Like, you don't get to do that with us anymore. You don't get to do that with me specifically. Every trans creator, white trans creator that I saw at that party, I unfollowed. I'm, I'm overhauling my list of, of follows because like, I realized that like I'm a support to a lot of people and I don't get it in return. I'm voiceless, faceless. In an age where, like, it took, like, the amount of effort it took for you to get all those trans women in one room means that you had to use social media to do it. So you had to actively skip over trans creators of color to find other white trans women. None of you have black friends. None of you have Spanish friends. None of you have indigenous friends. How is it 
that you're such an ally, that you're so ready to fight for everyone, as, as you most of you put it, you're, you, uh, Black Lives Matter and all that, right? But it didn't matter enough during the invitation process. You don't think that there's trans women who might have been in your area who've been struggling and would have loved to have a moment of joy where they got to share in the sisterhood? The sisterhood, based upon your party, is for white trans women only. That's what the visuals give. And since no one's commented back on what I had to say, I don't really know how you feel about it. The floor is yours. It is the one time I'm going to allow you to center yourself in a conversation with me. I'm not hard to find. There's a lot of anger in my voice. And there's a lot of, of, of pain and, and being tired of seeing this kind of shit happen all the time. Tired. White trans women jump on TikTok and social medias and they become like creators and they, they get featured in things and they get all this stuff for talking to us about what we live through. And then excluding us in situations as minimal as moments of trans joy. This episode, I will be entitling Down with the Sisterhood. As always, I wish I had more to talk about, but I'm not really feeling it today. So I'm going to cut this one a little short. But I hope to the trans girls out there who feel excluded, who feel unseen. I'm always here. Reach out. I'm not a huge social social media creator. I'm not one of those like big time like influencers, but I'm here. I'm here for you. So maybe we could carve out our own space because that's what we do. This episode has been brought to you by Rage. My name is Tranos. Kamrayin Elin Maharet Rel, a.k.a. Tranos. Say it with your whole chest. Or I'll rush your party and fuck the whole shit up. And this has been Tranos and the lived experience to show that just grows so fucking tired of having to address the same shit to the same. <laughs>